The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I am your host, Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden. So happy to be with you today. Today we're talking about how you can change your life in just five minutes with meditation, with self-care that's simple, doable, anyone can do it and it's something that we're going to talk about today because who doesn't want something that's easy and simple and radically changing. So really quick, I want to bring Nancy on. Nancy T. Hello. Show. Hey, honey. So I know, so we're doing kind of a, before we bring on our awesome guest, um, I just wanted to announce that there's a couple fun things going on. Um, there's something that I'd love for you all to vote on. If you get a chance, go to my Facebook page, Kelly Sullivan Walden Dreams. And there's the Dream Stream show that I was on over the summer that has been award for an art, Artista Award. Something like that. Anyway, it's been it's like a really cool award. I had never heard of it before, but it's it's like an audience kind of a thing. So go on my website or go on Facebook and then you can click on it and you'll get to see a little clip of it so you can vote. And the voting is on March 1st, but you can you can send a text. Um, you can send in a text and all the info is on my the top of my Facebook Kelly Sullivan Walden Dreams page. And then they'll send you on March 1st a reminder. And Luminous Humanness is available for pre-sale. And it's available actually now. If you live in Australia or New Zealand, you can get it now um, for those of us here on in um, the U.S. It, it might take a little bit longer, but I'm not exactly sure when you'll get it. They say April, but it might be sooner than that. So go check out Luminous Humanness. And if it's too hard to spell, just know Luminous, that's easy, L-U-M-I-N-O-U-S. And Humanness is H-U-M-A-N-N. E-S-S. And it's filled with a meditation for every day of the year. It's basically a five-minute meditation. If you read it, chill out on it. And Nancy, give us a little sample of what we've got for today, and then we're going to bring on Anusha. All right. Well, for February 24th, if you had this beautiful book in hardcover and opened it with the lovely bookmark that goes in the center, <laughs> you'd stop on February 24th and it would say, if you ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Honor yourself as if you were the star of the movie of your life by quickly responding to your needs, wants, and desires. Eat when hungry, sleep when tired, go where you feel inspired to go, and dance in the sweet spot of your inner pleasure principle. Know that if you want to get your needs taken seriously by your partner, co-workers, friends, or family members, you must first take them seriously yourself. And the affirmation is... In order to be the light of my life, I make my needs a priority. Boom. So Did I there. hear a mic drop? 
Was that I, a mic drop, Nancy? I did drop the mic. Yeah. Okay, that was very nice. And then she just gently picked it up. She just dropped it on the carpet. <laughs> a fluffy pillow. Yeah. A fluffy pillow, but it was dropped nonetheless. Okay, so if we if we were going to be meditating, we would just kind of affirm that and kind of hang out in that space, and that would be your five minute meditation of the day. But we have a guest that has written an entire book about meditation with intention, quick and easy ways to create lasting peace. Her name is Anusha Wijaya Kumar, and she is amazing. She's from St. Paul, Minnesota, and she says that with just five minutes of meditation a day, you can achieve a more focused, balanced, and peaceful life. Her name is Anusha Wijaya Kumar, and she shares with us in her book the transformative meditation program that she developed for California's world-famous Hogue Hospital. In her book, you discover vital intentions and five-minute meditations designed for heart-opening, chakra-balancing, trusting your inner truth, embodying courage and strength, and more. These meditations and pranayama breathwork exercises will help you to create more joy and peace in your life while learning to control negative internal chatter. And who doesn't need that? I don't know anybody who doesn't need that. She was raised in the philosophy of Santana Dharma, Hinduism. On her way to becoming a clinician and teacher, Anusha expertly helps you integrate ancient Eastern wisdom into your modern Western lifestyle for a deeper sense of purpose, self-acceptance, and self-love. Anusha, welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream Show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Kelly, uh, and thank you for that kind introduction. Just one minor correction. I'm actually based out of Orange County, California. Llewellyn, other people, my publisher, that's oh. based in uh, oh, that's Minnesota. Hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, and okay. I'm actually from London, as the viewers might uh, yes, be able to. I notice. love your accent, <laughs> and you're so close to me. I'm. You're just down the road. I'm in, oh, I'm really? in California oh, as well. Yeah. So wonderful. when COVID's yes. over, we'll have to hang out. Yes. For sure. Well, thank you so much for inviting me onto sh- your show. I'm I'm honored to be here today. Thank you so much. And by the way, everyone check out her wo- her website. It's shantiwithin.com. That's S H A N T I within.com. So, Anusha, instead of just talking around it and about it, let's give everyone right now. Normally, I do a little prayer meditation in the beginning, but let's go. Let's have you lead us in one a meditation that comes to mind. One of your faves. Wonderful. I would love to. And I would love to keep this five minutes because that's the whole premise of the book, that we all have five minutes to adopt a meditation and mindfulness practice that can and will change our lives. Mm. So I invite everybody in this moment to come to a comfortable seat. This does not need to be sitting in any specific position on the floor. I, in fact, encourage your audience to sit in a comfortable chair. Uh, This just helps us to not focus on, you know, ankles going to sleep, joints hurting, but just really allows us to release into the practice. So wherever you find yourself, come to a comfortable seat. If you are in a chair, please do uncross your legs, soles of the feet are planting. And I invite you to have your palms facing upwards, gently on tops of the thighs. The spinal column should be in a neutral position, so you're not slumping back here. You're sitting upright. Chin can be tucking ever so slightly towards the collarbone. 
And you have two options here with your eyes. You can gently close them. You don't have to close your eyes if that doesn't feel good to you. I do invite you then to stare at a focal point on the ground so you can begin to withdraw one of your main senses of sight. And we're going to begin with three deep inhales and three deep exhales. So exhale all of the air out of the lungs. And then take an inhale through the nose and an audible exhalation through the mouth. And let's do that two more times. A deep inhalation through the nose and an audible exhale through the mouth. That's what activates our parasympathetic nervous system response in the body, which is the aspect of our central nervous system that calms us. Once you've completed three rounds of that breath work, just release, returning to your normal rhythm and pattern of breathing. As you gently relax the shoulders down away from the ears, relaxing and releasing the muscles in the face, any tension in the neck, the jaw area, releasing the point between the eyebrows, releasing the tongue from the hard palate of the roof of the mouth. And just allowing yourself in this moment to come into that place of stillness and of quiet within, letting go of any daily worries, cares, or concerns that you may have. You have none of those things in this moment. All that you have is your breath. If thoughts are coming into the mind, that is completely fine and normal. But just allow those thoughts to drift away like clouds in the sky as you return to your body and your breath. Your body and your breath. Your body and your breath. And I want you all in this moment to relax because there is no doing this practice wrong. And you will soon be inhaling for my count and exhaling for my count. So exhale all of the air out of the lungs and then begin the inhalation through the nose with the mouth closed for one, two, three. Exhale through the nose with the mouth closed for five, four, three, two, one, inhale, one, two, three, exhale, five, four, three, two, one, inhale, one, two, three, exhale, five, four, three, two, one. Continue that breathwork pattern for three more rounds at your own pace, to your own count. So you're inhaling for three and you're exhaling for five. And as you inhale, I want you to silently repeat to yourself, I am at peace. And as you exhale, I want you to silently repeat to yourself, all is well in my world. I am at peace on the inhale. All is well in my world on the exhale. And just allow yourself to feel a sense of peace washing over you in this moment as you inhale. And allow yourself to feel that all is well in your world, regardless of your external situation or circumstance. 
You are at peace on the inhalation. All is well in your world on the exhalation. Once you've completed your three rounds of that breathwork pattern release, returning to your normal rhythm and pattern of breathing as we take a moment of silence to absorb our practice. to your physical surroundings as you gently start to invite some movement, wiggling the toes, grazing the thumb over the pads of the fingertips, gently shaking the head from right to left, left to right, and slowly and gently blinking the eyes open if they were closed, returning to your physical space. So that's one of my favorite meditations. It's short, it's simplistic, it utilizes our breath, our prana, not only keep us mm. anchored in the present moment, but to also activate that parasympathetic stress nervous system aspect of the body, which manages stress and anxiety and moves us away from fight or flight to that rest and digest response. That was so wonderful. So if you're just joining us, that was Anusha Vijaya Kumar, and she is from Orange County, a wellness consultant for hospitals across California, and she runs a complementary therapy program. She's an advisor for the Loris Project, a leading national breast cancer research organization. She's an in-demand meditation teacher and speaker who's coached, mentored, and trained people throughout Northern California and the UK. She's the daughter of Sri Lankan immigrant parents. Anusha holds a BA and MA degrees, a certified professional coach and registered yoga teacher. And as I mentioned before, her website is shantiwithin.com. And her beautiful book is called Meditation with Intention, quick and easy ways to create lasting peace like she just demonstrated so beautifully that was amazing anusha thank you so much thank so, you kelly ah uh, so tell us a little about how you came to be this meditation practitioner this person that's so in demand how did this come to be well this you know when I think about the philosophy of yoga, this makes up a part of my indigenous faith and philosophy, uh, which is Sanatana Dharma, as you mentioned, Hinduism. And the wonderful thing about these practices, Kelly, are that, you know, there is no conversion to Hinduism. We believe in all faiths and all religions. Mm. And so these mm. practices are actually accessible to everybody. So to me, it's secularizing the practices while still honoring the roots of the practice and that's that. basically you know mm. I was born into this I was raised in the philosophy of Sanatana Dharma I now have the blessing I started my business five years of five and a half years ago and I have the blessing to, to speak around the world on the science of meditation and mindfulness to lead meditation and mindfulness initiatives at Hoke Hospital as the wellness consultant specifically working Kelly with breast cancer patients those that are uh, 
survivors, those that have metastatic mm. breast cancer, and those who are what we call previvors that are at a high, uh, you Ooh. know, genetic mutation or disposition towards getting breast or ovarian cancer. I also work on our maternal mental health programs and work at our acute rehabilitation unit for addiction treatment at Hogue. So to me, it's basically, wow. you know, this is what we call uh, my dharma, which is the Sanskrit word for your path of right conduct that we all have. And so for me, spreading the ancient wisdom of yoga, meditation, and mindfulness, and I think this is often what's misrepresented in the West, meditation is yoga, Kelly. It's not the physical. The whole reason that we even do the asana portion, mm-hmm. which is the physical element, is to ready and steady the mind and body to come into that place of stillness and quiet within so that we can connect with what I like to call the God of your own understanding, So whatever that represents to you. Mm, that is so beautiful. I love that. I love the non-dogmatic aspect of it and that you're still honoring the practice while secularizing it. That is so that is so beautiful. And it's I always find it m- most interesting when the medical or scientific community meets the new age metaphysical community. That is always it's so validating in many ways. So what have you found in terms of the difference that meditation makes for people that are that are going through a difficult time in their physiological body and even in particular with with breast cancer what what do you find meditation does for them and i love what you just said at the beginning because what people may not be aware of is yoga is a science patanjali who authored the yoga sutras was a scientist and so when we think about the science of yoga, it dates back, you know, nine, six, four thousand years ago in terms of our scriptures. So what I love as a woman of color working in science is that all modern science is now doing, Kelly, is verifying what the ancient sages knew thousands of years ago in <laughs> India. That's so good. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, you know, it's true. Swami Yogananda talked about the medulla oblongata, you know, mm. in the nineteen early nineteen hundreds. And now they are able through MRI, CT scanning to prove that through, you know, taking an inhale, forcing an exhalation, we activate the vagus nerve, which is, you know, not to get too scientific, but I, I do no, talk a lot about do it. Go for it. We're, 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 um, we're going which, for know, it right active, now. We're, I'm loving this. Which is, Please. Yeah, which is, and again, I go into a lot more detail in this, but activates that parasympathetic nervous system reaction in the body like I mentioned, moving us away from fight or flight, which is the constant activation of the sympathetic nervous system that most of us, certainly over the past year, Kelly, have been living in. We feel, you know, I've seen this in my role as a clinician with my patients. The needs of our patients in terms of mental health and stress and anxiety uh, have magnified considerably over the past year understandably, quite frankly. And, you know, they say in Ayurveda, which is the sister science of yoga, yoga is the science of the mind, Ayurveda is the science of life, the science of the body, that dis-ease begins in the mind and manifests as disease in the physical body. So for me, in my role, you know, merging holistic wellness and these ancient sacred practices with integrative medicine is something that just brings me so much joy because... Seeing our breast cancer patients specifically respond to being introduced to meditation and mindfulness practice, practices and to see the changes in their lives, not just with their surgery or, or necessarily their pain management, but in their mood 
and how they react to stress on a daily basis is incredibly, incredibly inspiring. And I'm one of the first uh, people to create a meditation program that we're utilizing at Hoke Hospital. And I have the blessing to do that with two other breast surgeons that I work with. And we're examining through my program that's available via my website that you shared, the Mm -hmm. efficacy of meditation as a way to manage uh, for perioperative pain management for breast cancer patients and also looking at narcotics usage. And 100% of the patients that we have inducted onto our program thus far, Kelly, have seen the benefits of meditation. And that's wow. unbelievable in of itself. Yes, I know. It's, it's blowing mm. our minds right now. Now we're in our infancy. This is a feasibility study. But, you know, we posed the question, as you do in research, we had no idea what the results would be, whether people would even do the meditation program, quite frankly. Um, And what what I love is I love that you bring this into, like you take this, this vast knowledge and experience that you have and even coming from your lineage and you boil it down into something so simple and you just, and you demonstrated in those five minutes together. I, I literally, it feels like there's a for some reason, I'm calling on the movie um, The Truman Show, where at the end of the show, he bumps up against the edge and he kind of goes behind the scenes. And it's like, oh, all of this was just kind of a, it was all a dream. It was all a movie. So any meditation to me feels like it's that peeking behind the curtains and seeing that no matter what's going on, there is a peacefulness that we can tap into no matter what. So it makes sense that this would have such, it makes perfect sense that it would have such a healing effect. So please, now I, I don't know why I'm obsessed with the oblongata, whatever it was you said. Can you please define whatever that was that you said? Because I love the sound of it and I want to understand what it's basically, what, what yeah, sure. it's basically the brain stem that connects, okay. the, you know, the, the cervical spine part of the brain, uh, of the spinal column, right, that connects to the brain. That's great. And just... Swami Yogananda talked about this as did all of our scriptures. That's what I mean. It's a science. Now, modern science is able to verify that, yes, when we take an inhale and we force an exhalation, it activates the vagal nerve, the vagus nerve, uh, which is the longest nerve as part of the autonomic nervous system. And that basically, and again, you know, please do read the book. It goes into a lot more detail around this, about how simplistic it can be to simply take three inhales and three deep exhales to activate that parasympathetic nervous system response, which is immediate. And, you know, again, just to kind of touch on this briefly, when we take an inhale and we force an exhale, we not only, as Thich Nhat Hanh, one of my favorite Vietnamese Buddhist monks said, are enabled to bring our body and mind together as one, we are also, through the breath, through our prana, are releasing elevated levels of cortisol that build in our bloodstream that are directly related to heart disease, hypertension, high blood pressure, chronic illness, pain, anxiety, lower life expectancy, lower immune function, and the list goes on. So our breath is really our anchor in life. And I think that we just don't utilize it and we take it for granted. And we're not tapping into the beauty and the power of our breath in each moment to help us regulate the stress response within the physical body and mind. Uh, One of my dearest friends just jumped out of an airplane on purpose um, the other day, and she sent me a video. (laughs) (laughs) That's a perfect qualifier. (laughs) There's a video of it. 
and she's so and she's never done it before and she's so calm she's so calm and and she said that she felt totally relaxed and she said that she just decided she was just going to be in the moment and jumping out of an airplane in every moment you're either she said first i'm on the plane then i'm hanging off my legs are off the plane and then i'm in i'm in mid air and i'm floating and she said it was really it was exhilarating but it was almost like ho oh, hum i'm in mid air thousands of feet in the air <laughs> so it makes it makes me think of how no matter what's going on if we're really present there's peace here. Right. And that's the only place that we can find peace, actually, is in the present moment. You know, mm. moving our attention away from the past, you know, that we all replay in our minds over and over again. I think, you know, we also were seeing a lot of people projecting fatalistically into the future as well, especially mm. given the past year. So it's even more important that we utilize our breath to keep us anchored in the present moment. It doesn't mean that we don't learn from the past. We should. We must. And it doesn't mean that we don't plan for the future. But we're not oscillating between those two places, which are out of our control. Quite frankly, in the past year, has really taught us how much is out of our control with the pandemic. Right. Uh, specifically. <laughs> so, true. so, yeah, you know, the book goes into a lot more detail around how yeah. We can make meditation and mindfulness a simplistic part of our practice. And I was very, I am very fortunate to have the book endorsed by a world-renowned neurosurgeon that I have the pleasure of working with at home, Dr. Robert Lewis. The book mm. forward was written by Dr. Sadia Khan, who is the director of our breast cancer survivorship program and our breast oncoplastic surgery program at Hogue, as well as many other leading physicians that I have the blessing to work with. And so it really is bringing the science into which meditation and mindfulness is, but tends to have become devoid of somewhat in mainstream wellness as we see the rise of the anti-science rhetoric, the anti-mask rhetoric, etc. Uh, it's right. really bringing the science back into yoga, which yoga is a science, which to me makes yeah. it even more um, disheartening in many ways. Uh, so the book touches upon that as well, and I was blessed to have all of these amazing surgeons and physicians that I work with endorse the book. Well, Anusha, you are you are amazing, and your book, Meditation with Intention, is amazing. I highly recommend that everybody go out and get it. Everybody can give themselves five minutes, and in this book, there's a list of exercises and intentions and all kinds of resources. You must get it. It's the simple, sweet, beautiful book, and it, it so matches the spirit of you. Thank you for following your dharma and, and sharing that with us, Anusha. We so appreciate you. Um, go to Anusha. Anusha's website as we go to the break right now. It's shantiwithin.com. Anusha, thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you so much for having me, Kelly. It has been a true blessing to be with you all. Thank, thank you, you and take care. We'll be right back with dreams on the other end of this break. Don't go away. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio. The Voice of an Awakening World. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. 
Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Dream Show. And as you know, this is the place where we uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. And I loved our guest. I so loved Anusha. Anusha, let's see, Anusha Vijaya Kumar. She is, hey, and it's, Thank you, Nancy. <laughs> Thank you. And it's shantiwithin.com. She's amazing. And her book is Meditation with Intention. And she is just as fabulous in person as she is in her book. And you will love, love, love her. Nancy, what were you you were gonna say something while she was on, but I know we had to we only had a limited time with her. So what were you about to say? What I was about to say is she she brought up that flight or fight response, and that has been coming up a lot in my body code sessions. I I don't need to reveal who, but I can say quite a few people have brought up the amygdala, which Mm -hmm. needed to be balanced. And that is your fight or flight response. And it's because we're all in that perpetual state of panic because of this, you know, COVID and and like loss of wages and you name it, not seeing people and wishing we could hug people, all of that. That puts us in that extended state of stress. And so I loved her five minute meditation. You know me, bite-sized morsels are my fave. So just like, I wasn't even, I didn't even get a chance to be a fart in a skillet. I was perfectly oh still <laughs> and i can't say that very often when wow. I be just you with meditation that's all i got so i i love that she i i'm going to recommend her book to my clients when i see somebody who's just really struggling with that i think i'm going to say hey how about checking her out for sure god and while you're checking out anusha at um shantiwithin.com also check out nancytelzero.com by the way she's got go to her energy healer um, link inside. So you go to nancytelzero.com and at the top of the page, there's a little menu bar, click on energy healer and book your own body code or emotion code or Reiki session, or you just want to bask in Nancy's presence. So yeah. I had to just say that for you, Nancy. It's so oh, amazing you. what you're doing. And, and I love how at a moment's notice when something's going on, like Dana, for example, my husband just had his first COVID vaccine shot. And most people really get affected by the second shot. He got really affected by the first shot. And the first person I called was Nancy. I'm like, send him over some good, good mojo, all your Reiki and whatever. And she did. And of course, like within a few minutes, he starts to feel better. So it's awesome to have somebody like you in my world. And I invite everyone who's listening to have Nancy in, in your world as well. Like Mm -hmm. life is too short to just suffer our way through. It's like, you know, let's have some fun. All right. So speaking of having some fun, let's talk about dreams. If you've got a dream you'd like to share, the number to call is 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. The rest of this half hour or basically 24 minutes is all yours. All right. Let's first start with Denise. Let's go there. Denise always goes real fast and that's how we like it. So we can get as many in as possible. But Denise, bring it, bring it. What you got? What's your dream about? Are you pushing my anxiety? This is supposed to be a meditation, um, a meditation class today. And you pushing me to be more, and I can do it naturally. I don't need no help. Um, I don't need any help being kind of, but anyway, I just want to ask y'all real quick before I do my dream, do yeah. I feel, I feel, I could be wrong, that's why I need the help of the experts, that I didn't get the fullness 
of the one with the father? Or is just or is it just summarized that me and my brother is feeling him? Because mine was different than his. I just felt like the umbrella and it wasn't raining, and he had that round umbrella, the old-fashioned one when he's old. Um, I don't know if I felt, if I got anything, I got something from Wayne on that. I felt, because Nancy tore that out the frame. Nancy just blew that <laughs> all up. She just was like, she was like Hank Aaron, and she wham, she hit that ball out to left field. Oh, well, over the, you know. But I don't know, but if y'all just feel like he's just coming to me, then I'll do another one. I'll do another dream and leave that one alone. I want to jump in just on one little thing with yours. When you were talking about the umbrella, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I was thinking about, you know, when people use an umbrella, and maybe I've just seen too many foo-foo women in movies, but sometimes they'll use it to shield the sun. And it's almost like there's this, you know, brightness. And so they're just, this is just supposed to keep them kind of, it provides their own shade. And mm-hmm. then I wondered about your dad having that and almost like the umbrella being, you know, how people say, you know, this all falls mm. under the same umbrella, you know, this mm. moment, this moment, this moment, it's a collective. So it's like, it's mm. like him unifying with you and him presenting himself in a way that, you know, here I am and you mm. are with me and we're under the mm. same umbrella. I don't know. I just, mm. it was the only like thing that. that I didn't get a chance to say was like, hmm, I wonder, um, you know, it felt inclusive to me. And even though mm. he's there to say, Hey, you know, like he was giving you a, not quite the what for, but you know what I mean? Like saying something, it, it's still, you're with him. He's so much a part of you. You're within that umbrella. Gotcha. Okay. And okay. Do, do, just so really for me. those who didn't hear the dream last week, just give us your the quick version of your dream. So it's presenced. For um, was hear. walking, was walking with two people or whatever. And they said, Oh, Denise, Denise, your father's dead. I said, my father's not dead. Yes, yes, he is. He's dead. And we're going to take you to him. I said, okay. And he was laying on a gurney or laying on a, or, or laying mm-hmm. on something flat. He was on, you know, on his back. And I said, no, he's not. Look, his eyes are moving. And then his eyes started moving. They seemed to be kind of hazel or blue-green or, they, you know, they wasn't his natural eyes, but they started moving and he got up. So, you know, of course I was happy. I'm like, I told mm-hmm. you he ain't dead. Look at him. He's moving. So then he, um, he walked, uh, I don't know if I walked with him or not. All I know is later on in the dream, it was I was designated to go get a vehicle, and I went to go get the so-called vehicle, I had a problem with the people getting the vehicle, and then I ran back into him, and he's like, you're supposed to come get me with the vehicle. And I'm like, I couldn't get the vehicle. And he was just standing there with that umbrella looking at me like, Ugh, I told you to get that vehicle. And I'm looking at and him that- like, I tried. <laughs> and the vehicle is like upright, like he's like it's overhead, or he's just holding on to it, like it's like a he's cane holding almost. on to it. It's like right now, if you if you leave your house and your husband tells you it's raining, you pop, you walk outside, you pop that umbrella open, and it's round, but it was rounded, very rounded, like back in the, mm. to me, maybe they might be rounded today. I don't use them that much, but it was more rounded. It was in a, in a dome, a dome okay. type of umbrella. See? <clears throat> so and. Yeah. And so you in your feeling was, oh, God, I was supposed to come back and get him with that vehicle. Yes. Like but I you tried. disappointed him somehow. Is that what yes, I'm feeling? Yes. Yes. Very good. So yes. I wonder, I mean, it seems like from your brother, because last, last week, for those who um, are listening and weren't here last week, um, Denise's brother also called in with a dream 
with with their same dad that did pass away and it seemed like I'm to I'm not going to go into the whole dream that he did just for the sake of time but it seemed like the dad was asking him about finishing his studies and maybe not feeling uh-huh. disappointed but but mm-hmm. it seemed like there was a little bit of both of you maybe wanting to like um get his approval or mm. like him holding that higher standard yeah. Mm. So maybe there's something I that's kind of. The, go ahead, Denise. What were you gonna say? I'm not. I'm just. I'm. I'm, I'm digesting what you're saying. I'm, I'm. I'm just bringing it in. I'm feeling it. Well, um, and there's something in, like archetypally, if it were my dream, the mother archetype is typically, and of course, there's many different mothers, many different fathers, but mm-hmm. typically mother energy is unconditional. Oh, honey, you're the cutest, best thing in the whole wide world. It doesn't matter what you do. You can do no wrong. But the father archetype is like, nope, you're not quite getting it. You're, you still need to do more. You need to kind of, mm-hmm. it's more conditional. It's more about based on performance. You get the love, mm-hmm. you get the goodies. If you prove your worthiness. Mm. So there can often, we often have daddy issues because we feel like we didn't quite measure up. And I think in some way, as, as harsh as that may seem, the blessing of it is when I think about it inside, like my father aspect is the part of me that doesn't let me off the hook. It's like, nope, I want you to do more. I go, you were supposed to get that vehicle. Now you'd keep your word, go get it. And like, go do those extra five push-ups. like go that extra mile. You're not done. And, and there's the beauty of that is that you just, you end up becoming a bigger, better version of yourself because there's that Ooh. seeking the daddy approval that doesn't come so easy. How's that landing? I like that. I like that. But I did try. I went to go get the vehicle. I'm talking to you. Look how I'm talking to you. I just caught myself. I'm talking to you trying to convince you that I did what my father said. Whoa, that's deep. I'm trying to tell you what I did. It's kind of like, in a sense, like your brother. I mean, a vehicle can be the job, like the car rear. It's the, it's the, the, the thing. It can be the body as well, but often the vehicle can be about Mm -hmm. the, what you do, where you go, what gets you around in this life. And you did try and And, go ahead, Denise, go Nancy. Sorry. Maybe, maybe the, the point isn't about whether or not you tried because you're there and he's there. You're still there under that umbrella. You know, he's still right in front of you, whether or not you tried, whether or not you succeeded, he's still there. And that's that great feeling of, you know what, all this time, I always thought the masculine, you know, and aspect of the father would maybe not love me or not be there if I didn't perform, but it didn't matter. Even though you didn't perform, maybe that's just the point you tried. It didn't succeed, but you meant to, even that that was enough. He's still there and you're still under that umbrella. Ooh. You're still loved. Eat. And I keep hearing Rihanna under my umbrella. Ella, Ella, did I sing this last time? If the father energy could talk, it's like, of course, they're not supposed to give us their full approval. Mm. Like, or when they do, it, it really, if it, it, when they approve of us, it's like, ah, oh, okay. Wow, I must really be good. So to me, Denise, just in a kind of an overall thing, whenever there's a dream that I have and I don't, it doesn't quite 
like my interpretation or what I'm feeling doesn't quite scratch the itch, that tells me that there's more, there's, it's like drill here. Mm -hmm. There's more light to shine here. And I invite you to not stop and to not settle until you truly feel the pop. And it might simply be a matter of meditating on it or taking what you've heard and seeing what percolates in you. And also in some way that one, one quick little shortcut for figuring out what a dream is revealing is to figure out how you wish the dream would have gone. So if you, if you had, and just in, in one minute, if you were back in that dream, but this time you were lucid and you could get the fulfillment, like scratch the itch, get, get the approval, get the vehicle, have it all work. What, what would happen in this dream in a simple way? What would, would you do? We would get, we would get in the car, we would get in the car or the vehicle, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and we would we would go somewhere together. But I'm already feeling good in the dream because I'm telling these people my father's not dead. Right. But to see him alive meant the world to me in the dream. My father's not dead, but he is. But in the dream, I was like, no, my father. And he wasn't. Well, he wasn't. When they saw him, he was. When I saw him, he wasn't. And it, like she, Nancy said, when I saw him, he wasn't. That's what counts. They said That's, he was dead. Yeah. I said he wasn't. Yeah. And that to me, that is like, that is the magic. It's like you, and, and the truth is you, I mean, you popped into a very deep and profound metaphysical truth. We, the people we love don't die. And Nancy and you and I always talk Mm. about the Byron Katie thing about when you remember someone, Byron Mm. Katie always says when you remember someone, they, Mm. they don't die. It's like, you just brought them back. Yeah. Can you hear their voice? Can Can you you hear, can you remember how they laughed? Can you imagine Mm -hmm. how they smelled? Can you remember, you know, stories they told you all of that is them being alive. Yeah. And even on a more literal level, energy doesn't die. I mean, it just, it just transmutes. No. It's, and there's so much, no. there's so it's, much about how our, our people are not gone. Like there is no such thing as death. And as, uh-huh. by, as um, Daniel Brinkley would say, death is a crock. It's just the biggest conspiracy there is. There is no, we can't, we don't die. Well, and have you remember that? And I will never recall what the ounces are, but they say that a person when they're lying there, just say they're on their deathbed. They weigh a certain amount after they die, they weigh them. And there's just a few ounces off. That's because their spirit, that Mm -hmm. energy, that energy is what has left them. And that is what is still there. Yeah. So Denise, thank, thank you for always calling in You're with welcome. some provocative dreams. And I hope this is helpful. And I can't wait to hear from you next week and hear what the continuum is and what you come to. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you to you and Nancy as always. All right, honey. Thank you. Okay. We've got Oceana from Puerto Rico. I believe that's you. Ana, do you have a dream for us? Hi. Hey. I do. Hi. Hi, y'all. <laughs> Hey, y'all. Um, what kind of dream you have for us today? I had one last night I'd like to share. And if there's time, I'd like to ask also a follow-up on a previous dream um, that we didn't get to really cover uh, the last details that always left me curious. So well, I'm glad you picked one or the her. other because so we can get, we'll try it. We'll do it as best as we can. So go where you're most led. Okay, so I'll just start, like, so remember the dream where I shared it, 
I was in the grocery store in Waking Life while I was sharing it. So it was kind of piecemeal. But at the end, I arrived to my old house in the kitchen. There was like a slab of meat, like these like perfectly rectangular, like lunch meat slices, like on the cutting Mm. board that were left out along with like a half um, eggshell, like empty Mm. eggshell. And then I woke up and I was like weird. I was like thinking that was weird that I walked into my old kitchen and my spirit mom's like, oh, yeah, we have to keep it like this. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. do you remember? I am. It's. I'm sorry. Those There's details. a lot that happens in the week, so I don't remember every detail. But I remember that you were in the kitchen and so there's these slabs. And just for people who are listening that maybe didn't listen last week. So you're in the kitchen. There's oh, no, slabs like of rectangular ago. meat. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. I'll just tell you about my dream last night then because it it is like those are just two details that I thought were strange and I wanted to know what symbols we could have. Well, Well, while we're talking about it, let's let's drop in since you just brought those up. So there's slabs of meat and they're rectangular shaped. Yeah, they were just like laying on the cutting board. Yeah, and there's like a half um, eggshell. It was just like without anything in it. Um, so like, like you had cracked the, the egg and the half and the oh. whole insides are gone. The other half is gone, but there's just the half of that shell left like that. Yeah, it's mm. empty. It's just the eggshell, okay. like a half. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. All right. Well, first give us like a couple, two words for each of these things. What those, the your first impression of what those things are, a slab of meat. Like what is that to you? Nourishment, but lack okay. thereof because I don't eat meat. <laughs> okay. Ooh, and it was okay. raw. It was just like left open in the air. It was really gross and I could kind of smell it. So it was Ooh. like not, it was uncomfortable. It wasn't welcoming. Yeah. To okay. get my old house and find like these kind of semi raw, like unedible products in my eye. You know, sorry, that Ooh. was more than two words. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, nourishment eggs? and like in edit, like, uncom- like unedible are the two words. Unedible. Okay. And what did, and do you eat eggs as Nancy asked? I do. Okay. okay. And what is an eggshell to you? I think of fertility. Mm. Like Ooh. an egg represents like creation and like birth. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'll just dive in for one second. And then, so th- I think there's a couple things that this is bringing up if it were my dream. So a kitchen is typically a, a place for nourishment in a dream, symbolic of how we nourish ourselves or not. Slabs of meat. Okay, so this is just this maybe me, but I know in my earlier days when I didn't value myself very much, I would say like, oh, I just felt like a piece of meat. Or when women aren't being treasured or valued, that we can refer to ourselves as just, you know, like a, just a hunk of meat. Like if everything in, in the dream is an aspect of self, it's that would be the part of myself that I'm not valuing or it's like you said, it's something that is maybe there's something that I'm that's attempting to nourish me, but it's really not. It's really like there's something here that I I'm I'm so I'm basically going hungry because what I what's here for me to eat is not what my soul is craving. The, there's two things I think of with the eggshells. Sometimes we say if we're walking on eggshells, like nervous or trying to get it right. We're on eggshells or the, the shell of a person, like not being the full 
self. But at the same time, as you said, fertility could mean that something's cracked open. Like maybe the inside mm. of that egg is now doing what it's supposed to do. Maybe there's freedom. So maybe there's, to me, it feels like there's some kind of transformation happening with regards to maybe how I nurture myself. And maybe it relates to because it represented my old kitchen, an old way of being, an old way of thinking about self that I'm related to how I nurtured myself. So pass hmm. that to Nancy T. Back okay. to you. Okay. All right. I, I do have one question before I dive in. Why do you think the meat was rectangular? It's so interesting to me that you said yeah. they were rectangles. Why, why would you say that? Or why would you think that would be that way? Well, that's just like how I remember, like, you know, sandwich meat looking like oh, when it okay, comes out okay, of a plastic okay. so container. Then, then I'll take this. But it was a little, it was like it looked like lunch meat to you. Lunch meat. Okay. Yeah. Lunch, yeah. yeah. Okay. They were like half so, the size of typical lunch meat. It was like smaller rectangles. Okay. All right. So when I look at when I look at this, if it were my dream, I think about the meat and I'm just like you. I do eat eggs, but I don't eat meat. So I'm right on the same page with you. And <laughs> I would see that meat as this is not for me. So it's interesting because you go in and it almost feels like you're being dragged into the old house. You didn't necessarily want to go, but you say my spirit months mom said we have to we have to keep it like this. So it's like you're going to this place that maybe was in your past and and you're saying, I maybe I want this to be different or I want to see it differently. But there, she's saying, no, it has to be seen this way. So there was something there that was just wasn't for you. Mm. But you had that that egg, which, you know, is like this is where you were born. This is where you started. You started your journey. And now mm. in that shell, there's nothing left of you there. So it's, that's why I think it feels like you have this pull to leave and to not be there in your spirit because it doesn't, it's, it's not the way you want to maybe remember it or feel it or whatever. But, um, that's what that shell represented it to me is like you, Ooh. that's where you started as a child, you know, as a bait, you like, that was your heart. That was where you, where you lived, but now you're no longer there and it's okay. Yeah, but it's always like the home I return to. It's like, mm. it'll always be home to me. So it's interesting. You're talking about like this part of me, cause I can see it like mm. that now because that is like, that was the last place I was, um, to really uncover like a big wound, um, mm. my life, even though, you know, and I was mm. even in my dream going there for, um, refuge, you mm. know, after wandering through a city that was, kind of familiar but I didn't know any of the anyone in the city like I, I didn't know where anything was it was actually more foreign feeling mm, so then to arrive at that at my old home which is still like a home to me that I return to regularly it was like I wonder I'm just getting this letting go feel mm-hmm. I'm getting this feeling I'm wondering like if if it were my dream there's this sense of wanting, it's like seeking. And it's so funny because I was writing about this the other day. So I'm relating. It's like when life gets difficult or hard, there's a, um, this desire to go back to where I was nurtured. And, and yet the nurturing is never exactly, exactly right. It's kind of like, this is how we do it. This is, this is the way that we give you love. And it is, there's comfort in that, but it's not exactly right because we're not meant to stay there. It's good to touch base with the, like to go back to the nest and get that nurturing, but we're not meant to stay there, which is why it's never quite right. 
so that we do fly fly out of the nest and find our own way to get nurtured. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm relating to. Yeah. Maybe the, and, the slab of meat could be like a warning sign in that way. Yeah, in some way, it's kind of like how there's that important rebellious stage in development where where we we want to be back home, but we're, it's almost like we're trying to get our parents to change so that they can be more like this advanced version of who we're becoming because we want to still relate to them. But they're like, no, honey, this is how we do things. Mm-hmm. And you're like, but, but come on, get hip. Yeah. And instead of just appreciating them for what they've got and what they have to offer, we try to change them somehow. But... Um, it's really, it's about us creating our own nest and that discomfort is important for the egg to, it's like they say that inside, like the baby, like the, before the baby bird hatches, they they get too big for the nest. They get too big for the egg. They eat up all the available resources and they start to run out of room and it's a crisis mm-hmm. point. It's like, I don't fit here anymore, but yet I want to be here, but I'm popping out and I'm cracking mm-hmm. out and it's it's like a crisis right. but really the crisis right. is a birth so and the woo. butterfly <laughs> butterfly awesome so Anna thank you so much for for sharing that dream and maybe next time you'll share the new dream you have with us um, sure. next week that would be so great thank you so much sweetie it's always great to hear from you alright so you. Nancy T before yeah. we, we sign off, we just have a moment. Um, is there any last thoughts that you have? I don't know, kind of synthesizing this meditation and eggshells and birthing and meat and, <laughs> and fathers, <laughs> fathers, fathers. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think my last thing I would say is if people do go to my website, there's a thing on there called a shot of Reiki. And it's like a real tiny little price. But if you want, if you're just like, Hey, send me something because of this headache or this this whatever you shot, it's like, boom. And it's a tiny little amount, but shot. You get a shot of Reiki. Get a shot of Nancy T's Reiki. Oh my God. Go to nancytelzero.com and get a shot. It feels like a time where people might need that. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. And I just want to thank everybody. And thank again, our guest today, Anusha Vijaya Kumar. Her book is Meditation with Intention. Join us next week. We're going to have an amazing guest and I'm going to keep it a secret, but we'll see you next week. And until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind, Body, Spirit, FM or wherever you get your podcasts.